johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Another version of the Sports Insider Radio Show. It is now fall. You take over my intro now. Is that how it works? Why? You, you were waiting. Like I don't know what was going on. I, I, I have. I know exactly when to come in, and you just like you just. Ruin. We're going to start over here, and we're back with Week Four of the NFL, the Sports Insider Radio Show with Constantine, Mikhail, Safir, and Eric, Jonathan, Pavy, with special guests from Summerlin. If he's on the line, he'll let us know. Pro better, Troy. So we'll wait for him to pop what, in. What's happening, guys? There Yo, he is. What's up, what's brother? So tell me, brother, with 60 degrees here in Baltimore, Maryland, how is that Summerlin Summit golf course for Costi? You know, he's dying to get out there. He's trying well, no, to get I back te- on the course so with I, you. Hold on. Before Troy says anything, I did text him. He did respond, and he said that he can get me on. I, I'm, still, I'm still optimistic, but I'm hoping that Troy is going to come through. I think that will be uh, you know, an extended wedding gift. Um, and that would have been really cool. So, Troy, you don't want to go on the radio and live FM radio and tell the listeners that you're not going to be able to get me on Summit, right? No, I, I, uh, I'm not going to let you down. I, I probably, I probably uh, will show up to uh, hit a few balls with you on the driving range. But uh, yeah, you can, you can count on that. Love that. Love that. Yep. The boys will be very excited as well. So appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. It's my honor. It's uh, it's actually uh, I uh, was as Eric knows I was with a dear friend of mine and and uh, this past weekend and yeah. Listen, before very, we get it, before we talk, Troy. But let me ask you: You think it's fair? Yeah. I'm in the office <sighs> all day Saturday trading games. You're sending me pictures from a Learjet. Come on, bro. It is not right. It's not right. I, this is the life of a listen. professional sports better that doesn't want to deal with clients who buy games. I got to tell you, if I come back and if there's reincarnation, I want to be you, pro better, hold up, like Howard Hughes, you Learjet to Learjet. It's just not right. Go ahead. Well, I uh, I wish it was all me. You know, it's not, but uh, it was a nice experience and uh my very dear friend rob is a very gracious guy and um just very thankful that i have friends like you and mike and rob in my life so i'm blessed he can fly right on here and pick scoop me up and bring me back to vegas without me having to go to (laughs) cwi airport so when i go uh when i fly out to vegas december 9th can he just scoop me up with a plane too i mean is that how it works i i i listen i I'm not that guy either. I'm I'm just like I said, I'm I'm blessed and uh it was uh it was a great weekend, but um you know, it's uh it's all levels of life, right? We talk about it all the time. So talk to me a little bit about how this season 
I know you don't really do anything the first couple weeks a lot volume wise, but how are you yeah. prospecting, you know, prospecting this season so far and what are you uh what are you looking at specifically? Is it is it mostly NFL or you do college as well? Just curious. Yeah, um we, we do both equally. Uh they're they're the same process. Uh the, the honestly I mean it's the software runs uh so many data points for both sports. Uh college is a little bit more detailed. Uh there's a little bit more outliers with college football, but um as you guys Unfortunately, no. My first weekend of college football was this past weekend, and I went 0-3. And uh, so it wasn't real fun. Yeah, but uh, the next the next day was pro football. We just started uh, week three. Uh, Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. We uh, went three and zero. So um, it's it's a slow start. You know, it's. we, we, as Eric always says, we don't have a lot of volume. We just kind of are strategic, but, uh, we yeah, just and for, all, the and for all the listeners and for all the listeners out there, just understand that we bring Troy onto the show as a, as he's our, he's our buddy. No, I've known Troy for since 2000, 23 years, but yep. Troy does not sell picks to the general public. We are, he's not on here to advertise his product. We're just peeking into the mind of a professional better that actually chooses not to sell the picks to the general public. He, we are grateful that he gives us his plays. We do not give our his plays to clients, um, and because nobody who is a less than a six figure or more better would benefit from following Troy's strategy, because while we are edge betting and using sources like Dave Miller and other major betting syndicates that rename name unmentioned. Um, we're just a high volume. This is like literally if somebody calls me out of the blue and says, you know, I would love Troy's plays, you know, Troy's not talking to you unless you're sending him a bank wire for a hundred thousand. So we don't text us about Troy's games. This is not an advertisement for Troy's games. This is not a no. way to get access to Troy's games. Troy is literally dealing with clients and he's hopping on their Learjet and flying to games. That's the world Troy's living in the upper, upper echelon of the 1% of the 1%. Why well, I got a field calls from guys that want to learn how to fill in a four team. So, so this is to show you guys what's possible and that there's different ways to skin a cat and that there's people out there that like Dave, that are very successful. And then there's people like Troy that are very successful, but you know, Troy's just not going to deal with you guys, with the clientele, and I understand. And, and uh, so I just wanted to, this is more of an informative expose into the life of a pro better that actually doesn't sell the selections. Now, with that being I said, well, that's, if there was, yeah, go ahead. I want to, I, I want to, I want to hang out with Dave. I mean, he's my, I, that guy, uh, you know, I, I know uh, a few of the folks that are in his world, but you know, man, that guy—he's my hero. I don't know how he does it. I mean, from—I don't know what time he wakes up now uh, if he's still in Colorado, but I mean, all day with college football, I—that guy is Superman. You know, I—I uh, I, I could not well, do that. Not in a million it's years. A if my focus, software spit out every game in football, I could not do it. You would, yeah, right, exactly. From a socialization standpoint of trying to run a business without a lot of, you know, work, your system. I mean, I've been to your house before I saw the actual model running. And then you told us, this is, this is many years ago when you, we were trying to kind of connect and see if we could have some synergy and bring this product to our clients, which we were never successful with because you told us, I might have five games this month. I might have none. (laughs) <laughs> Eric and myself, right. or we were saying, well, well, how we can't we can't broker a deal with clients where they don't get any games for a month of NFL? And he goes, I don't care. That's what you said. You were like, I don't care. Do you care about making yeah. money or do you care about gambling? So, as successful as it is, it's not for everyone, and that's why, again, I love having guests on the show that bring meaning to the show that are constantly making me better because I know there's other opportunities and I'm not just set on being a top-down specialist like Dave. 
I don't claim to be one personally, but I have connections to every single sharp in this industry that feeds me games to beat the number on Sundays and Saturdays. We released ten Troy, yeah, we you, released ten games already for Saturday and Sunday. Ten. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I mean that's nobody awesome. does I love what it. we do. Nobody. Yeah, I, I that's I you know, again, like I said, I'm I'm blessed to know you guys because I, I look at that every day. I've been doing this for two decades straight every day and uh you guys are dialed in. I mean, no doubt about it. You guys do have the best of the best in this industry. So it's uh it's pretty fascinating. I'm I'm amazed every weekend when I hear that you guys have all the plays that you have and I write them down. I'm like, golly, I'm you know, I had three last month or last week and uh I went on three and it's like, man, you know, I, I don't wanna tell the listeners how many plays you guys have, but you guys had a lot and uh you guys are successful. You know, it's it's pretty cool. And it's you know, the the greatest thing about what, what I really get off on when I when we release these games is is getting the best closing line value. I mean, not specifically just to win the game, but to know that yeah. the public bet the game the day of they lost and we win. Like doesn't happen yeah. that often because just we're getting closing line value overall. It, it the wins and losses just come with the territory. If you're going to close better, you're going to win a lot more than you lose. If you're going to close bad, right. like you did if you bet the Bengals on Monday night and you got them at three, and I, I think closer to game time, it even went to three and a half in some places, you lost or you pushed. Versus when we gave them out before last week's radio show on Tuesday, we gave them out at laying one. Now, it's, it's right. the hard part is... How do you know that the line is going to move? How do you know that that line is effective to be bet on Tuesday and not on Sunday? That's where the skill set of David Miller and these other groups that are sharps that are giving us games. I mean, we have seven different groups right now that are feeding us games because they don't have time, just like you, to ever deal with the clients. I mean, we're, we have never been busier that I've ever been in this industry. I've never been busier. And I get it. We're, we're doing a lot more media stuff where we're just educating. We're doing podcasts. We're doing radio. I mean, the feedback I get after every radio show of the new clients that are listening, all organic marketing. I mean, I promote on Instagram, nothing to buy, strictly listen to the radio show, listen to the podcast, watch the YouTubes that have been created from guys that are reputable, like Spencer Cornelia, who gave David the most utmost respect and creditation. These guys, I mean, Troy, I talked to guys that have been telling me, I've literally watched you for months. Didn't do anything, just watching. There's no promotions. There's nothing to buy. You're not giving out free picks. You're not just saying games don't lose and games are locks and all these other crazy factors that are just not real that's just more sales hype that all these other handicappers use to really just get you excited about a certain game. And then they call me and they go, I've already, I don't need to know anything more. You've showed your transparency through the education and everything that you've provided for us. I'm in, I get it. There's nothing that I'm, I'm sold before I even get on the phone. You know, what's interesting is that, you you know, we're all traders. We're not, um, we're not gamblers. And, and I talk to a lot of clients, and it's a lot of psychology, a lot of guys blowing themselves up. And the thing is, what's interesting is, like, I'm sitting here on the air live, and by I have to do the disclaimer legally. I'm not a financial advisor and don't sell financial advice, but I'm a trader. And I'm literally watching the market crash as we speak. It's at the low of the day. And what's crazy is that innately traders that switch to sports betting they have that trading. They understand they're going to wake up and the market could be down a thousandth point. No big deal. Next day it's up at that. No big deal. Gambler goes 0 and 3 like Troy on set. Not Troy, but like a guy, you know, get, goes 0 and 3. You'd think the yeah. world's falling in. You know, it's like traders. It's built in. It's, it's, it's built in where you know that there's a systemic risk and that every day the market can't go up. 
And so I'm watching it crash right now. Why? Because interest rates are over 7% in the home mortgage industry and everything's about to go on sale again like 2008. And we're heading into an election year. And I'll talk to professional traders that are clients of mine. And they're like, totally, yeah, no big deal. Just go the short side instead of the long side. Take advantage of the market going down. Buy it back later when it comes back up and reprices. But for some reason, gamblers, and I've been telling you this, Troy, for 23 years, they just, it's more daily nonsense where even a day trader who trades the markets does not care that the market's at his, like, while I'm talking to you right now, we we just literally kick to the low of the day. Now, we could end the day, it could be up. 5,000 points. But the point is, is that nobody's jumping out of the 31st floor window where when you do that 0 and 3 from a psychological basis, people act like the world's coming to an end. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I can't understand it. It is. It, and we, we joke about it all the time. I didn't know, honestly, uh, when I was out of town in Colorado, I, I didn't even know I went 0 and 3 until you told me. <laughs> I was like, I thought I, I thought I won the, I thought I thought I won the Colorado game. I'm like, oh man, I, what do you mean? I'm 0 3. I thought I won one, you know. And uh, to your point, it is um, the swings, you know, of of uh, the investment world. I'm not really that familiar with, but I am very familiar when, um, you know, the season or uh, my games that the software spits out are losing. And like, to your point, uh, we don't, we're not panicked because we know there's a, a percent that that software is going to kick in and it's going to lean to our favor. And, uh, so, but that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of discipline and it definitely, uh, Mike says this all the time. It takes a unique individual to uh, to weather the storm to get to that profitability part of uh, sports gambling. But you're not going to win every game. And uh, these folks that think that uh, jumping around to this service, that service, it, you know, that's that's foolish. You know, you stay with people that do this like you guys have done for, I mean, we, we know how long you guys have been there, 30-plus years. And uh, you, you ride with that. Well, not me. You win not me. Don't. Don't date myself. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to make you an old man, but you know, uh, Eric. Listen, I, it's not I like I was skateboarding. Thing. It's not like I was skateboarding to this office, but literally, I was skateboarding. <laughs> I didn't even have. I couldn't even drive when I walked into this office. It was a part-time job. You were that. You. I never knew that. You were that close to that to the office. So my partner actually, my my partner actually passed away on September twenty seventh, which is today, two thousand and six. And uh, he hired wow. me, uh, Larry, Larry Ducart. It's hard to believe it's been 17 years since he passed wow. away. And uh, won't bore anybody with the gory details, but he was in front of me when he took his last breath. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, died from pancreatic cancer at 56 years old. And uh, today's my 17th year anniversary of uh, actually running the whole damn show. Because basically well, I was a junior partner, hired at 15 Became a partner at 24, had a one-year-old son at 32. He passed away within four months of his diagnosis, and uh, I took over. So wow. I didn't even think about that until we went on the air, to be honest with you guys. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, Mike it's, was, uh, uh, it's a new – yeah, Mike, how old were you then? How old was Mike? We don't want to get Mike's yeah, age Mike, away. Mike was still trying to learn how to speak English, baby. Yeah, I was four, I'm forty years old. I moved to this country when I was eight years old. And April second of nineteen ninety one, I am a oh, wow. Ukrainian immigrant. That everything. Listen, nobody has given me, and I think it takes a certain type of people that are successful um, to really have the. When you're raised a certain way, where nothing is given to you for free. You have to earn everything. And for me, I had to earn my friends. I had to earn a spot on the football team. I had to earn an education. I had to, I had to learn the language. I mean, this is, this, that's where it all started. I didn't, when I came here, I didn't even know the language. And, and then I see, you know, the entitlement that is in this country and in my area growing up. And those people are sick. 
Those people are still struggling. All they're worried about is likes on Facebook and likes on Instagram, and they live in this alternate reality where, to me, it's put my shoes on every day, go to the office, have no expectations, and the whole point is is I'm constantly doing a routine seven days a week from September 1st through April 1st. And then in the summer, when it's not, when there's downtime, I'm able to then travel and still be a good husband, a good friend, a good, you know, son to my parents. So all these things were ingrained in me that like my work ethic, nobody's going to tell me that I don't have a good work ethic. doesn't matter. Um, to me, it's, I let people in, I give people opportunities. I live every day with gratitude. And the reality is my life is amazing. I love my life. I love everybody in my life. There's a reason why I keep my circle small and the success that Eric and myself have had even over the last year. I mean, I would even say the last three months, right? It's been, we got basically, we got into other opportunities where we're now doing a lot of media obligations. Um, and man, we just we skyrocketed, man. And it's, it's, it's just, it's a blessing to be where we are because it, well, it's but the thing, the the thing is I in. learned, you know, one thing, you know, since this is, I didn't even realize this is like a lot of, uh, We'll call this my in memoriam show because I forgot. To, I'm literally embarrassed. I go to his gravesite every single year. I'm gonna have to get off the air and be beeline right over there just to tell him what's up. Um, literally, since it's my in memoriam show to him, he told me because he got to remember Larry. There's a movie Troy, you know, the Diner Guys. It was done by Barry Levinson, and one of the Diner Guys was Larry's brother. And gambling, you know, runs deep, like the computer group, Mike Levitt, Billy Walters, yep. the Kosher Boys. Everything's based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Usually, basically, you know, let's call it a spade a spade, Troy. All the Jews here in Baltimore were running the major betting syndicates, the Jews and Italians. Right. right? My mother's from right. my mother's right. from Brooklyn. My mother's from Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay. Jews and Italians here in Baltimore. Jews and Italians. You know, we're like cousins. We get the job done when it comes to bookmaking, yeah. taking action, running the horses, the lottery. The like my my father, my father's my stepfather's eighty five years old. He was running numbers when he was ten, <laughs> next to Pimlico Racetrack. Like this is like the culture in in the gambling world in this particular area in Baltimore County runs deep. And what we learned back in the eighties was don't try to handicap. Don't try to prognosticate. I mean, you have computer programs that you're running. Everybody's betting a number. Everybody's betting a line. You know, it's like the bookmakers used to always say, you know, it's all about the number. Duke used to say, it's all about the number. That's it. You're not betting on a game. You're betting on a number. And so when you have that ingrained into your head from a very young age and you realize your opinion means absolutely nothing. What you bet, like Brian used to say in memoriam, is not as important as when you bet. As far as I'm concerned, anybody that bets, bets a game the day of the game and their whole betting strategy is to bet everything the day of the game and only worry about football games on Saturday on Saturday pretty much doesn't have a shot. Because even though you, because I know your biggest problem is our biggest problem, your biggest problem is getting the money down, having yeah. Junior run around every casino trying to yeah. get the money down, which is a nightmare in itself. And people are so used to losing, they don't understand that when you get to this side of the coin. I had a guy call me up yelling at me yesterday from one of my other media obligations. Well, if you're so good, why are you selling your information? Well, first of all, it's not my information. I'm a broker. I'm the guy behind yeah. the guy. You love the video. I'm the guy behind the guy. I'm the guy that's getting games from guys like Troy, except you can't get Troy's games. Um, and I'm that guy. And I got to pay that guy. And anyone with a opinion and a YouTube channel or a TikTok or Instagram or a Twitter has an opinion now on individual games. Yeah. We have opinions, but our opinions are more based upon education, educated opinions. We're going to go through these games with you, Troy. We'll do a little quick rundown. But, you know, it's like even you, when I met you 20 years ago, 
you were never telling me, oh, I was born in Ohio and Cincinnati, so I'm a Bengals fan yeah. and I love the ba- I never heard that out of your mouth ever. Uh, it's, uh, no, it's, you know, it's, it's a business. And, uh, I was, you know, we always kept it, you know, uh, we, we always kept it under the radar, you know, cause I'm, Troy, hold on a second. You're, you're a Bengals fan? No, no, he's from Cincinnati. I was making a point that he was never, ever taught oh, he was a fan on any man. No, he's, he's uh, not. All right. He's just checked. Not, not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of any team. Hockey me and him or... are actually more, man. I mean, Troy and I are more on that side of the line, unlike you. Uh, so, you know, like I did not dare text, uh, Costi at the end of the Ravens game. My son was blowing me up like an absolute <laughs> crazed lunatic, which for 18 year old kid, who's a crazed lunatic when it comes to sports, God <laughs> love him. But I mean, yeah. I said to him, relax, you're going to have a heart attack at 18. Give it up. It's one game. Yeah. <laughs> at I least know. you weren't a Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't see that, but I I got a lot of uh, feedback on that Dallas game for sure. So I want to ask you both a question, and we're going to do some rundown. All three of us will chime in on the. I'll let you guys chime in on the NFL games. Who cares who Taylor Swift is dating? Like, who cares? Why would I waste one ounce? I shouldn't even mention it on the show, but I was listening to Howard Stern the other. Like, who cares? Like. Do you care, Mike? Is that you think that? I mean, who cares? Well, did you, you did you hear the the conspiracy theory? This is what got me intrigued. So the conspiracy theory was the NFL set them up so they could get the young girls appeal to the to the actual league, and their jersey sales, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up four hundred percent. The viewership with young girls went up four hundred percent. Actually, no, I think it was 200% for viewership. So there was like a setup Smart to PR move, get yes. more of, the, of that demographic to get into football. I thought it was funny. Anything else, it was just, it's entertaining. I like the memes. I like to laugh at things like that. Not that we have anything to do with the price of tea in China and winning money in sports betting, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. But now that we're on the... You know, I, I know we well, had Troy me, on the show. And Troy, one, let me say one say thing it. before we go over these go games, because uh, Troy loves this when we talk about dogs and favorites. Uh, last week, dogs opened up week uh, the first two weeks. They were 60% against the spread. The most efficient number in the NFL is, I mean, the, the most efficient number in sports is NFL, because you're only talking about 18 games, and it's really not that long of a season when you really look at it. It's just one day a week, right? So what you're... What you're now we've come back to parity. Dogs still have a slight three-game edge, 24 and 21 and 3, 53.3%. So that basically, if you bet every game this season right now, completed game, you are, you're up three games, which means you're actually down money because of the VIG on the 10%. Um, so I just wanted to throw that number out there. Um, in terms of dogs outright, you know, it's basically, uh, I believe it's 20... Favorites are 26 and 22. So you've had a lot of dogs that have covered that have actually won outright, where if you take advantage of the money line, you're in the game. But anyway, let's, let's, let's move on because I, I love doing this. Detroit takes on Green Bay tomorrow. And we're looking at an opening number of one on the Green Bay Packers on the opening number. Now it is flipped to Detroit minus one on the road at Green Bay. What do you think, uh, Costi? Well, it's uh, in this situation they're they're using last week obviously as an overreaction when the Packers came back and won. Um, and what I saw out of that team again, we don't have a play on the game, but what I saw out of that team was they came back strictly because the starting quarterback for the Saints went out, and they were killing them. I mean, I can't believe... Yeah, we won the game, actually, because we had the sharp line of plus two early in the week, but even last week, um, for the Saints versus the Packers, they closed at minus one, so anybody that bet the Saints is sick to their stomach because they ended up losing the game because Carr ended up getting hurt, and they came back, the Packers came back and scored 18 straight points to even get up. I think they scored 19 total to win the game, but... uh in a row. So 
I think it's an overreaction. Um, I don't have any opinion on the game, as I normally don't, but I, I still think that it's a division game. It's going to be close. I think the spread is pretty accurate to what it should be. Um, it's right there on the number. So no play on the game specifically, but um, if I were to, to lean on a side, I think the Lions is, is a lean for me. What about now, Troy, on your algorithm, because I know everything you do is computer-based, um, and you could, you're like me, you don't watch the games, you don't care about the games. When do you start running NFL numbers? Like what day of the week? I, yeah, and I get the, that this uh, is just for we, information we, purposes, you know. Yeah, no, we uh, we we start running them on uh, Tuesday. Got it. Any any preliminary nuggets on that game you yeah. want to give us, or are you? Yeah, the uh, not that particular game. The only game that we kind of are leaning. Don't give out the don't give out the, the game, but I'm just saying. No, you can tell no, me what no, matchup no, no. you got to hit on. Yeah, the matchup is uh, the Raiders uh, at uh, here on the road. And uh, I don't know the line right now off the top of my head. I think it was five and a half, five. But uh, we're we're watching that matchup, and uh, they're in um, they're playing the Chargers, and then uh, the other matchup was the Patriots. Yeah, Las Vegas Raiders at four oh five East, which is one oh five your time on Sunday at San at yep. Los Angeles. The line opened yep. up at yep. four and a half, and is currently six. But well, I know you're not going to yep. tell us who. But so, but just the, that's the you know that's the difference. How many games have you met, played in the NFL so far, uh, Costi? Uh, so far, we have four out there. One of which is completely gone. Like if you were to join today, the line's completely gone. It would be a pass altogether. Um, well, actually, because we're not going to have a time to break down all the games. It's been such a good show. Really enjoyed having Troy on. So. Why don't well, we no, just but I want the uh, biggest line movers because we're not going to well, be able to uh, do all ahead. the games. No, no, that's fine. No, I was so going to say the biggest... is that imagine if you're an actual go client ahead. of Troy's and he calls you up. He's like, "Yeah, I got one game. It's going to be the Los Angeles." Well, Chargers those guys game. don't do it. That's uh, how it works. Those guys, like the yeah. ones that Troy deals with, they're yearly subscribers. There's, there's no. Yeah. Most of them aren't even. They're, they're not even sports fans. They're just strictly doing it for financial reasons. So they don't even care. They're just in it for the long run. So, unfortunately, the clientele that we deal with are sports fans. They do want to have action on the weekends. And with Sharps that we deal with, you know, they're loading up on the weekends. That's their whole game is the volume game. So, I really enjoy it because I've learned a ton from my groups. You know, I'm basically – I've been mentored by Dave for many years, so I know exactly how to decipher – the games, when to bet them, when not to bet them, the key numbers, when to pass, when to buy. I mean, that a lot of it is is a skill in itself. So, I mean, it was a si- similar situation earlier this week. We actually, this is one of the games. I have no problem giving it out over air. We already gave it out, but you can't even bet it right now. We gave out the Giants at plus two. This was released Monday morning, so seven days ahead of time before game time. The line literally in three hours moved the other way. We're currently, you're talking about the Giants are, let me see, the opener, the current line. So now the Giants are favored. They opened up at two as a dog. Now they're favored minus one. So the line's gone. You can't bet it. And I, that's the biggest issue I have with so what do you say that, so what do you mean you like talk, you like them at well let's, let's talk about that? Monday night football you bet Cincinnati minus one Wednesday of the prior week and it mm-hmm. closed at Cincinnati minus three so you bet it on Monday night football you push you bet it early in the week you win there you go same That's thing simple. with the Saints last week um the week prior was the Rams game where you're talking about we got them at eight early in the week it closed at seven and Atlanta that meaningless right. In Atlanta the, that previous week. So you're going to find those nuggets that if you're following money, because in anything we do in life, truly, if you want to get a paper trail and you want to know what's going on, you follow the money, whether it's in politics, whether it's in business, you follow the money. So when you're doing trading, if you follow sharp money, not public money, so it's not as easy as saying, well, this line moved at FanDuel or this line moved the DraftKings. 
Now, those are not sharp books. Those are recreational books that back winners out. For don't, that don't understand that terminology, feel free to message me direct or call me. I'll gladly explain it to you. But there's a lot more that goes into it when there's originators that make their own line on the game and then they bet market discrepancies where a lot of it is first half betting. We have a group right now that's given us first half totals in college football. They've been exceptional all year. They send me a sheet for the week every single Wednesday. You should usually get it about a couple hours after the show. There's two, what was it last week? 246 different bets that they made that a lot of the lines were gone, but they give you exactly what books you could play them at and what books you can't play them at. So it's not even just the game itself and the line. It's specifically catered to the book that you're actually able to bet it in. So with this whole uh, evolution of sports betting, and I don't know if, if Troy even knew this, this past year they had a thing called Bet Bash in Las Vegas. It was the first time it's happened. Um, where all the sharps met up for basically a conference, and it was funny. We were, I was talking to um, a buddy of mine, and he was explaining to me like you, you've heard of Troy, you've heard of speed dating, right? I have. You know when you yeah. So they had basically that similar premise with networking. So you had five minutes, and you go around to ten different people, and you sit with them for five minutes, and you ask them what you could do for me or what I could do for you all in the sharps communicating with each other on how to scale and how to actually maximize what they're doing and potentially helping the other person. So I I just think that's fascinating to me that it's not just that traditional handicapping, um, posting betting tickets, guys that are IG gurus and this and that. And well, we already know anybody that, that can bet big at a, at a legal offshore book, I mean, at a legal book, is a net loser because the minute you win, they limit you. So it's, we already know that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the life of... Uh, when do you get into college uh, basketball and NBA? As we know, it's around the corner. Yeah, it's usually uh, week, you know, usually week three or four for NBA. And... Uh, Probably basketball is the same. Um, again, very limited amount of games, but uh, pretty strategic and dialed in. So, uh, we, we, you know, week three or four of uh, of NBA. So, well, let's talk about these overvalued games. Uh, let's see what you guys think about the Dallas Lang Seven coming off getting blown out after blowing out the Giants at Arizona. You got Dallas. America's team. What? I mean, minus seven. Again, again um, not going to release. We don't have an actual play on this game, but overreaction from last week. I, I can assure you that I've been doing this a very long time. Had Dallas beaten the Cardinals on the road, that line would be 10, um, or at least nine and a, eight and a half, nine. And I'm seeing some six and a halfs out there. You could grab six and a half at DraftKings. You can grab six and a half at FanDuel. You can grab six and a half at South Point. I mean, there's a lot of six and a halfs out there under that key number. Would not be at all surprised if Dallas just absolutely destroys the team. This team that they're playing the Patriots, they played probably one of the worst wholesome teams. Yeah, see, to me, um, I'm in the say NFL that last week. Being square. Because that's what the public does. Not, they go, they they go back the guy that got blown. I don't. Good it's team not, it's not about the pub. It's not about the public on this one. We have a, a very close friend of ours that released the games this morning. Um, that he was on Dallas. We didn't. It's not part of the syndicates, but we somebody who's really good that we you know was literally handicapping all night overnight for. Well, not going to release his name on air yet. No, um, no, no we're not doing that. He was all over. He was all <laughs> over Dallas at at a good number. So again, it's not something that I have released yet. I'm probably going to jump on this because I'm waiting for a couple other groups to to feed me information if they're all consigning on the same game. That uh, I'm definitely I like the spot here. I think it's a a home game. It's a get well game. I mean. All numbers aside, I love six and a half. If it was seven and a half, I literally would pass on the game. But I would not be surprised if Dallas just absolutely demolished the Patriots. The Patriots couldn't score any points, and 
I think it's just a good spot for them to get right, especially at home after what they saw last week and completely demolished. Well, let's let's move on to uh, Baltimore opened up at Pickham, and now they're plus two and a half at Cleveland. Yeah, um, there's not many threes out there. Um, I'm looking, and there's only a couple books that are showing threes. Listen, if people are going to start overreacting from last week and seeing that Cleveland handily won, we had them last week, actually, and the Ravens that played terrible against a team that they should have beaten, which is typical for the Ravens. I'm, I'm at a point where this game, I think that the, the, the injuries are not factored into the spread. I think if we get some certain key players back and I can get three, three and a half, I, I'll definitely be all over the Ravens on this one. What did you say? You came on the show a couple weeks ago and you said, if the Ravens are a dog at any point this year, I'm taking them. Isn't that what you said, Eric? I'm going to take them. I wish I, I wish I could play the tape back while I'm on the show. Yep. You said I at said any I'm gonna point, take if they're, yeah. But you're not yeah. going to grab two and a half. You're going to wait till you see threes. Exactly. Right. 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 There's not many out there right now. Not that I'm seeing, but that could change. That's the advantage of what we do here is we're sitting here monitoring the lines in real time. Is once we see a number that's available, we jump on it, and then we forward that information to our clientele. And it's it's to me... I think it's next-level thinking in this industry where in the past it was bet the game tonight, bet the big game. You know, you see all that crazy stuff on Instagram. But the, the fact that we're able to really be above all of that and have the reputation and the credibility that we have is the reason for why we have so many followers and so many people that literally reach out to us and, and want to be a part of something bigger. And, like, I never call a person in my life. Everybody calls me. Never. And I'm sitting here, me. and I'm getting texts while I'm on the show going, man, I really enjoy the radio show because people really enjoy education. They do. I mean, I spent 45 minutes on the phone with a client. Let, yeah. Listen, I spent 45 minutes on the phone with a, a, a client yesterday that high net worth individual has plenty of money. And, you know, you know, just to be frank, we all know the deal. The more money you have, the worse of a gambler you are because you can afford to lose it. And, uh, you know, and the, the least amount, the, 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 perfect, the perfect student is someone that wants to actually add to their annual income. The guys that have FU money, they just get, they go off the reservation. It's a lot of psychology. They just press. They want to have a game. That's why certainly those guys don't deal with, uh, you know, they, they can, I always say the easiest thing to do now in 2023, which sounds counterintuitive, is to win at sports wagering. The hardest thing to do is follow the program. You know, it's like people that, you know, want to lose weight, but they don't want to follow the program. And then they don't understand why they don't lose weight. It's really easy in 2023. And I don't mean taking some shot like you, Mike, or... uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's easy if you know what to do. And it's never been easier to win at sports betting, but unfortunately, most people bet for dopamine. They don't bet for money. Very few people are like I, like Troy, Dave, me. I mean, you're there, Costi, but you're, you still like the dopamine of watching the games. I get it. No, I love it. NFL. But I don't, I don't really get it from college. I think just because I have so many other landscapes that I follow that have nothing to do with actual edge betting, but it's more of just a, you know, a lottery ticket, like a survivor pool. So obviously I have, it's not a spread game. It's just a win or lose game. And then I strategize and I landscape my season to know when the teams that I want to take certain weeks versus mostly squares, just take a game and then they can't use that team for the rest of the year. So I do survivor. I do a pick them in a large pool. Again, these are, this is, this is strategizing. How are you going to get through the season and make it to the end? So I have a lot more invested um, for mostly it's still entertainment, 
because at the end of the day, I can't expect to win a very large survivor pool. It's, there's only so much skill when it goes into it. It's really just you got to pick the right team at the right week, and, and hopefully you get away with uh, you know a, not a great team that wins early in the season, so you burn them. And you don't have to you don't have to use them again for the rest of the year. But it's to me, it's uh, I love it. I think it's an amazing product. I think the way that they have it set up, where it's scaled between one o'clock, four o'clock, and then the one night game, and then a the Thursday night game, and Monday night game. It just it just gives you that that uh, that dopamine hit. That it's just exciting. I feel like everywhere I go, it's the same excitement. So. Uh, in my circle specifically, it's just, you know, Sundays are just constant texting and group text and, and people are always on fantasy or survivor or games. And it's, it's exciting, but Saturdays, I, I could care less to me. It's just getting in at the right price. It's too many games to follow too many games to monitor too many, too many overstimulated on Saturdays where on Sundays I could at least breathe. There's only, you know, certain amount of games at one o'clock. Then it scales down to four o'clock, and then it's just one game at night. But uh, I, I truly enjoy it. What about you, Troy? Do you ever watch the games? Ever? Uh, the answer is no. I I don't. Obviously, you know, uh, my son does for the uh, you know the investment side of it. You know, if we're, if we're getting demolished. Uh, in football, uh, you know, there's some hedging going on to kind of minimize, minimize our losses. But, uh, no, I, uh, you know, early on as, uh, you know, in my, uh, early days, I broke a lot of televisions. And, uh, so I just, you know, for us, it's, uh, it's not an emotional thing. It, it really is. Like I said, I did not know. Uh, until late, uh, and I mean late, uh, Saturday night that we went 0 3. I got that text from you just to say, Hey, uh, how you doing? How's your trip? Oh, by the way, you know, you suck today, right? And we, we just do that <laughs> between me and you and Mike, but, uh, yeah, we're just I, having I, fun. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really follow that, uh, in, in our clientele. Um, it's, uh, I think, uh, I think it might be you, Eric, or it might be Mike, but we bet it and we forget it. And, uh, we move on to the next day. It's, that's how simple our, our operation is. And, uh, um, I, you know, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a hockey guy. I, I, I don't even, I can't even watch a hockey game. I get too bored with it. So, um. It's uh, it's strictly a math equation for us, and and at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be what it's going to be, and the numbers always come out in our favor at the end of the year. It's just a, it's a grind, it's a slow process, but um, that's that's how I look at it, you know. Um, that's why I only play, as Mike knows, I only play nine holes of golf. I don't play eighteen. I get tired of it, so. <laughs> I I, I couldn't watch a whole football game. I, I would go bananas. What a waste. Super, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, whatever. Just play you know, play eighteen holes, man. Just get a real score. Get a real barometer of your. Are you good? Are you bad? Are you just tired? Are you bad shape? Come on, man. Enough with this nine hole crap. It's, I'm 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 out of clubs by nine. You know, I'm I'm breaking clubs. I'm I know. I've it's, seen your bag. I've seen your. I'm like, how do you do? You like? Well, let me let me. I use my eight iron. Like let a me ask, let me ask use you guys. Like a, a wedge. <laughs> let me ask you. Yeah. We got five minutes left. Uh, Kasi, what do you think about this Buffalo uh, uh, Miami game? Miami just put up seventy, and they're a pick 'em at Buffalo. Oh no, I'm sorry. Opened at pick. Now it's minus two and a half Buffalo. I again in this situation love Buffalo at home. Division game is much different than Denver. Denver stinks. I mean, they are so bad. I was on them this season, and I'm just—it's—it's it's disgusting. You know, no, no, you were on them last just, week. You were on them last. Yeah, you auto bet and you get value, and you're edge betting. And I get it that they're small percentage game, but it's like, man, how bad can you be? It's like you would think Peyton 
going into the year. Well, I got to say this. Himself. I got to say this. He told me, see, this is the difference between trading Troy. He goes, man, the Bears, they are horrible. And you know what I did for my halftime plans? Pounded the Bears plus two in the second half. They win the second half 10 to seven. You know, yes, they're horrible. But remember, when you have these blowouts going into halftime, if you think you're going to just chase the blowout, a lot of times the other team that's up is just going to put the brakes on. So I literally had clients texting me. I mean, not many because everybody knows the game here. You're playing numbers. You're crazy. You're betting the Bears in the second half. Yep, I'm betting the Bears in the second half. They won the second half 10 to 7. Oh, I got, Even I got, they got some texts too. I, I got those texts oh. when you put them out. It's that throwing up face. <laughs> You know, that emoji. Throwing up face. Like, <laughs> you like that, Troy? We get throwing up faces for winners. Oh, because it's so, they're, know. you know, they're getting beat. But it was the opposite because what happened in the Miami game, the same thing happened in the Kansas City game. They put in backups. Well, the Kansas City backups were throwing interceptions. The Miami backups were throwing 79-yard touchdowns. So just shows how bad Denver is. So they had 10 offensive drives and 10 offensive touchdowns. <laughs> I mean... That that was just a rat race. I mean, but again, you're looking at it, and I don't think there's an overreaction with the spread because it's it went the other way. You know, people are not pounding the other side because obviously then you would get value at home. But the Bills are a good team. They're at home. It's a divisional game. It's going to be completely different than Miami. You know, you, you didn't know this, Troy, and I, you probably have never known this that before but it's it's pretty fascinating we have a couple minutes so Miami obviously plays in extreme heat however the stadium was actually set up that the opposing sideline gets all the sun the home team Miami they're in the shade Miami wears all whites at home and it makes the other team wear all dark dark clothes right I love that so they get the heat, wow. they wear them down, and you never knew that. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Did it matter last week? Did that? No. But it's just funny that I don't know if that was, you know, scripted that way when they, the architecture went up, but it just, it's unique. You would never think that, but for whatever reason, because usually it's the, you know, they don't always wear whites at home. So, um, right. It's all whites. They wear all whites at home, and they make the other team wear dark uniforms. And they're completely in the heat, in the sun the entire time. I never knew that. All right, we got a minute left before knew. the music starts. Is anyone giving the Orioles any chance in October? I've been seeing. Uh, they, no, they keep winning. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll do well. I think they'll do well in the playoffs. That's. I can't. I can't tell you, but I think they'll do well. That's. that's my general prediction. I think they'll do well. Well, they were plus $2,200 to win the World Series three weeks ago. They're plus 650 now. And I was literally on the radio show, if you go back, saying, get them at 2200 Then they went to twelve, And now you, you basically have the Dodgers plus 420, Atlanta plus 250, and the number third team, the Baltimore Orioles. How about that? Haven't won a World Series mm-hmm. since... Costi came to the United States, and since I was 10 no, years old. when I was born. When I was born. Oh, oh, oh shit. Since he was born. Was born. 1983. Thanks, Troy. We'll see you guys next week. Sports Insider Radio going into week five of the NFL. Guys, thank you. See ya.